Hi guys, my name is Jason Mountford and this is The Hedge Podcast. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the show. I'm trying something a bit different this week. So right now I am live on TikTok. I've been spending a lot more time on TikTok lately. You may think it's cringe. I think it's fucking awesome. I'm really getting into it. I'm learning a lot from the content creators on there. I've, I'm seeing it for what it is becoming, which is like a more accessible, more interesting um, version of YouTube, right? So we all know this. We all know that you know, YouTube is great in many ways. If you want to learn something new, if you want to um, understand something, if you want to see something demonstrated, then YouTube is a good place to do that. You can go and then you can find information on just about anything. The problem is now is that creators want to drag that out, drag out how long it takes. You know, you want to find out how to tighten a fucking screw on your door and you've got to watch a 47 minute introduction about the the host's, you know, life to that point, how the door was constructed, all this sort of stuff. And it gets old, right? TikTok, I'm finding, gives you the same information like that, right? You need the information, you want the answer to your question and it gives it to you and the algorithm is fantastic. So if you're interested in personal finance content, if you're interested in money and investing, you respond to the videos that are on the, on TikTok, then you get a lot more of that. So it's fantastic. Anyway, I'm going to be recording this episode live on there. So I've got some questions coming through from people, which is great. Um, but for you guys who are just podcast hosts, don't worry, this is going to be a, 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 this is going to be a traditional podcast. You're going to hear me talking directly down the mic. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today was the capital gains tax on cryptocurrency. Capital gains, um, you probably have a fairly good idea of how it works, but before we uh, before we jump into the specifics about crypto, let's just take a step back, talk about capital gains. So capital gains tax is effectively where you pay tax on the appreciation of an asset. What does that mean? It means if you buy something for one price, it then goes up to another price, you have to pay tax on the difference between those two figures. So if you buy an investment for $10,000, £10,000, and it goes up to £20,000, you potentially have to pay tax on that 10 grand in the middle. Now, it's not quite that simple. So there's a couple of things you can do to reduce the potential tax that you pay. The first thing is that any costs that were incurred in buying or selling that asset, you can take off the off the value. So if it costs you a, a thousand pounds all up to both buy and sell, combine that asset, then you could take a thousand pound off that gain. So it wouldn't be a 10,000 pound gain, it would be a 9,000 pound gain. So as well as the costs that are incurred, you can also uh, offset any past capital losses. So if you had capital losses from five years ago, from this year, from 10 years ago, however long ago, you can carry them forward indefinitely until you can offset them against your gain. So again, let's say you had a carry forward loss of £5,000, you could offset that against the 10000 which would bring, or the 9000 actually, which would bring your total gain after those things down to 4000 So there's lots of different things you can do. And then the last thing to keep in mind is that you also have a capital gains tax allowance of £12,300. So you can have total gains across all your assets of up to 12300 And if your gain is less than that, you don't pay any tax on it. So that's the fundamentals of capital gains tax, right? With cryptocurrency, it's a little bit more complicated, right? And it's more complicated because any other asset, if you're buying it in the UK or if you're buying it in the US or in Australia or wherever you are, you're going to be buying and selling that in your own currency, right? So if you buy some shares here in the UK, you're going to be buying them in pound sterling um, and then 
if you are going to be uh, buying them in the US, you're going to be doing the same thing in US dollars, et cetera, et cetera. So every time you transfer an asset, the proceeds of that are coming back to you in your home currency. So to work out the gain is pretty easy, right? If I sell 10,000 pounds worth of Amazon stock and I bought it for 5,000 pounds, that's my gain amount. It's pretty straightforward. With cryptocurrency, it gets a bit more confusing because you're not necessarily transferring that asset back to your home currency. So let's say, for example, you had a uh, you, you bought some Bitcoin, right? You bought a quarter of a Bitcoin, cost you 6,000 quid. Um, and then you hold on to that for a bit in 12 months time or something. You decide to sell that. Price has gone up a bit. A bit um, and you decide to buy ETH. So you don't transfer it back into GBP, um, pound sterling or US dollars or whatever you, you, you use. You actually transfer it to a different cryptocurrency, Ethereum. Now, in this case, you still have to pay capital gains tax on that because you've still disposed of Bitcoin and you've still, yeah, you've still disposed of Bitcoin. You've still disposed of Bitcoin for more than what you bought it for and therefore, you need to pay capital gains tax on that. Really simply, all you need to do is just convert the amount back into your home currency. So if you bought it for 6000 and then you sold it for Ethereum, but at that time where you made the sale, Bitcoin, your Bitcoin was worth £8,000, then your gain is £2,000. So even though the transactions aren't happening directly into, uh, into your home currency, the tax is still worked out exactly the same way. So the other thing to keep in mind is staking. So staking, if you've not heard of this, this is where you um, essentially lend your cryptocurrency. And honestly, there's been a lot of this shit that has gone completely uh, tits up lately. Um, Celsius uh, was one of the biggest ones. They've gone bankrupt. Um, Blockfire, I think, is another one. They've been under a lot of pressure lately. If yeah, they've been in trouble too. So I don't know about this. I think it's kind of sketchy and kind of dodgy, but let's say you do it anyway. Um, the the income that you generate from staking or the yield that you generate from staking is taxable. And there is a bit of a misconception that it is not taxable because it's not classed as interest. And that is true. HMRC do not class staking income or rewards as interest, but they still tax you. It gets put into what's called like miscellaneous income um, and you still have to pay income tax on it. So just be really, really careful of that. But like I say, I don't necessarily think it's anything um, that's that common right now. Okay, so hopefully that gives you a bit of an insight as to how capital gains tax works and some of the, uh, especially around crypto, there's some of just the, the um, familiar, um, or not familiar, some of the uh, details around it that might not be as familiar. So I've had a qu couple of questions come through on the, uh, the TikTok live, like I say, um, TikTok's where it's at. And the first question is um, for foreign exchange. So when it comes to foreign exchange, um, this is one of the things you see often going around social media. Um, you know, so you see people talking about um, forex trading strategies and bullshit like this. Like, realistically, foreign exchange is not an investment asset, right? So, foreign exchange is basically just if you've not come across this, well, you will have come across this even just for holidays and stuff, but it's where you um, basically purchase different um, different currencies 
on the expectation or the hope, I should say, that one currency is going to go up compared to another one. So let's say you think that US dollars is going to go up compared to British pounds. You would buy US dollars today and then in a few days time, if you got it right, then you would sell them back to British pounds and you would have made a difference between that two. Now, these currencies do fluctuate between each other. Currencies go up, currencies go down. You can make money on the differential between different currencies. The issue is is that, that it is basically impossible to uh, predict. It's a complete lottery. It's a complete lottery as to whether different currencies are going to go up or different countries are going to go down. And when it comes to the kind of macroeconomic environment with currencies, there are just so many different factors that can impact the price. Like if you think about... Um, I mean, it's, it's insane. It's insane how many things. It's the entire economy. It's the entire um, news cycle, the macroeconomic environment. There are a million different things um, that, can, that can impact how a foreign exchange uh, trade moves. So it's impossible to predict. It's very, very risky. You can lose a lot of money. And particularly a lot of the trading strategies that you see are scams. So if you get people that contact you about you know, making money, trading Forex and all this bullshit, like it is generally speaking going to be a scam. So when it comes to investing, um, I prefer to stick to things that are much more straightforward, much more simple. And I don't recommend getting involved in things like Forex or options trading and, and that sort of thing. So guys, I'd be interested to get um, your feedback on this, um, this episode. I know it's a bit different. It's a bit kind of short, sharp. It's a bit um, rapid fire, but let me know what you think. I'm not going to necessarily do this all the time, but just thought for something different, um, I'd give it a go. But anyway, I got another question that's come through about how to get started investing. And if you listen to this podcast for a while, you know, maybe you're um, you know, maybe you, you you don't need to know how to get started in investing. Maybe it's something that you already know a lot about. You have listened to my content, other people's content. Maybe you've already signed up to the newsletter and you're, you're an experienced investor. But I've been surprised with how many people actually listen um, to the show who get in touch with me who are just learning and, and haven't yet invested. So the question's come through on TikTok and it's how to get started investing. How to, to should a beginner get started? Now, first things first is you're doing the right thing is you're learning about investing because you can't really do it properly. You can't, you shouldn't go in and throw your money into anything until you understand how it actually works because it can be risky. You can lose money. You definitely can lose money with any form of investment, even secure, stable, well-known blue chip investments. You can definitely lose money on those. So it's really important that you understand the risks. You understand how to do it in a way that minimizes those risks and you structure things in a way that, that, avoids them if at all possible. So the first thing first is learn. So content is great for that. Be careful with the kind of content that you um, that you consume. Um, it's, you know, it's a tough one because there's no hard or fast rules of who you should follow and who you should listen to and who you shouldn't. I guess the, the rules, are, the rules of, of life apply. If it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. You know, people who will tell you that it's not all roses and sunshine and rainbows um, are probably the ones you should more likely listen to. You know, the, for, for anyone who's saying that it's all good, it's all up and to the right and that you, you know, don't need to worry about any risks, that's less likely to be um, legitimate content. Once you've got that, once you've sort of started to understand things, you've started to do a little bit more research about how investing works, you started to feel like you've got a good handle on it. What I would always recommend is getting started with a small amount of money. So even if you've got a fairly large amount of money, let's say you've got 50 grand, 100 grand to invest, um, 
it's not going to hurt you spending six months or a year investing with a smaller amount in that, of that. You know, put a grand in, put a couple of grand in. Just start to learn about how the markets move, how investments work, how, how it makes you feel when investment markets go down. On the flip side, if you uh, don't want to do that, if you prefer to just put um, your full amount of your investable assets into something, then err on the side of caution when it comes to risk. You know, maybe you're someone who's a bit of a big risk taker. Maybe you want to put your money in 100% equity. Don't start there. You know, start at something that's lower risk. Start at something that's more conservative. And that way, the fluctuations aren't going to be as big, but you're still going to see um, you're still going to see how how the markets move, and you're still going to get some understanding about how it makes you feel. Because really, when it comes to investments, the fundamentals aren't that difficult, right? They're pretty straightforward. The really tough thing is managing your emotions, managing your emotions through the cycle, seeing a drop in investment markets, and continuing to invest throughout that period. And that can be you can feel that whether you've got a hundred grand invested or whether you've got a grand invested. You know, if you see your portfolio down 20%, that's going to hurt whether it's 100 grand or, or 1,000. So that would be my advice. It would be to learn a lot, get some understanding around it, and then start with a smaller amount. You can also, if you're starting with a smaller amount, try some different investment apps, try some in different different investing platforms, and find the one that works best for you. You know, They're all going to have different fees. They're all going to have different reporting functionality. They're going to have different um, apps and online systems. And that way, um, you know, you can start to learn which one you prefer best, which one you think is the best value. Because again, the content that you see online, it's it's not going to be tailored towards you and your strategy and your investment um, kind of philosophy. So that would definitely be my advice as a place to get started. Um, and find someone you can ask questions to, right? You can always get in touch with me. Um, go to the hedge.io. You can ask me questions about investing, about finance, about money, the stock market, crypto, whatever. But if you've got other people in your life who are, uh, good with investing, good with money, and then don't be afraid to ask questions to them. You know, ask them what's going on. Ask them, you know, how does this work? How does that work? If you see something in the news that you're not sure about, you know, ask those questions and and find out. That's the only way you're going to learn, and that's the only way you're going to get better. And expect to potentially make some mistakes, right? If you make some mistakes and you make a bad investment, you lose some money, it's not the end of the world. As long as you don't go all in on anything, as long as you're diversified enough, which is one of the key components in the in that you would learn about investing, as long as you're diversified enough, bad investments aren't the end of the world, as long as you're not too overexposed to, to one individual investment. So guys, that is the episode for this week. I'm not going to kind of labor this point because I, I, I definitely um, I definitely recognize that it's a bit kind of choppy changey because I'm looking at the screen here. I'm, I'm on um, TikTok Live right now. I'm reading the comments. I'm trying to answer questions there and record this uh, episode at the same time. And I'm also aware that this may be a complete failure and a completely shit episode and you're all going to hate it. So I would love some feedback. Um don't worry. This is not just a new format. This is a, this is a trial. This is something fun. This is something new. I may do more of these uh, if it works out well. Um, if the feedback is quite good, the feedback's definitely been good on TikTok. So that's one thing. But you guys, the OGs, the the, the podcast listeners, um, I want to make sure that you're happy too. So I might do a couple more of these, even just the rapid fire kind of content where it's just a few quick questions that I get through quickly. Um, let me know what you think. As always, the best way to get in touch with me to sign up to the weekly email is at the website thehedge.io if you have any questions definitely head over there if you don't follow me on tiktok please do um, you can just find me under my name jason mountford 
I'm producing a lot of content on there because it's just easy and quick um, to be able to do that. Uh, and I'd love to connect with you there on these these lives. As you know, if you've been listening for the podcast for a while, I've tried to get this kind of thing going um, a fair few times before on things like YouTube. It's never really worked quite well. It seems to be um, doing doing pretty well here right now. So thank you very much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. As always, if you have any questions, head over to the website and I will speak to you on the next episode of the show.